it's lights out, and away we go. Welcome to an American's Guide to Formula One. Now let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of An American's Guide to Formula One. I'm your host, Andy Lewis, joined in studio in person again by T-Sauce Papa Tim Lewis. Hey, Daddy-O. Hey, spicy ketchup with you. How you doing today? Doing good. Good. An old man. Yeah, very old. Yeah. (laughs) Well. I was driving behind you, and you're driving like an old man now, too. Okay. (laughs) I'll take it on two wheels next time. Um... So happy to be doing this again in person, um, but let's uh, let's just jump right into it. We're gonna we're gonna discuss the the interesting. I wouldn't say thrilling or as thrilling as some of the races that we've had as of late. There was no huge huge uh, battle drama between Max and Lewis or crashes to talk about, um, but it was uh, in the wet, which was interesting. Course. Made for some new some some challenges. We hadn't seen a full wet race. I have we have, I don't know if we had a full wet race all last season, and I'm struggling to think of one in 2019 too. Um, it's been a while since not, we've had a not a full race, th- which brought up some interesting discussions on tire strategy for the race that we're gonna we're gonna discuss. Um, but it was uh. I wouldn't say it was exciting, but there was some really cool moments and some interesting strategy. And I mean, we can't they can't all we can't have a, a full season of nail biters, right? Um, but I was certainly stoked to see Botas go uh, have such a strong race, especially after the his showing last time there. Yeah, that was uh, very nice. Um, was it first win since since Russia twenty nineteen? So it was, a, it was yeah. over a year since yeah. he uh, got the win. That was nice. It was cool, and it's his, it was his tenth career win, and it was a it was a it was a commanding win. I think he shot. I mean, there's always been some questions about Botas, but he was super consistent. I only saw that one little slide coming out of turn one, but otherwise, I don't think he put a foot wrong the entire yeah race. He was really on. Really on and and uh, set those set two fastest laps toward the end with that were like two seconds a lap faster. Yeah, he, he he was holding pace back even I think. Oh, could be. Um, yeah, but were they, were he, did he have really pretty new tires when he? No, I think he he was pitted he he pitted before Hamilton. Yeah, so yeah, and before Leclerc. Well, let's get to that. Yeah. Um, let's start with a little bit of qualifying backup because there was a couple of things that I wanted to highlight in qualifying that I thought was cool and, and maybe needed some explanation because um, Hamilton did get pole or – well, he didn't get pole because uh, it didn't count. It doesn't count as a pole unless you start on pole, mm-hmm. which <laughs> there was that interesting interview where he's like, it doesn't count as pole. He's like, he didn't even know. Um, <laughs> but uh, he – they replaced the engine – in his power unit, yeah, not the internal combustion, the internal combustion unit or internal combustion component, component of his power the, unit, the V six of the power unit. Ah. Again, there's the MKUH and MK. 
M-U-K. I don't know. There's a kinetic energy, and then there's the one, the batteries. The batteries part. <laughs> <laughs> the batteries. We know so much here at, at American's Guide. But um, so that's why he didn't start at the end like like Botas or Max had to at the previous race. They replaced the entire power unit, which that relegates you to the back of the grid regardless. Mm-hmm. When you just change your power, you, your, the, your engine, it's just a 10-place grid penalty. So that's why he still competed in qualifying is because if he got on pole, he's only starting 11th. He's not starting 19th. So while be it he was starting back a ways, 10th is still better than 19th or starting in the pit lane. Unless you're Max Verstappen. Well, I mean, not like Lewis didn't make a charge either. <laughs> yeah, um, he's been known to do that himself. Yeah, it's it's not a out of the realm of possibilities for sure. Um, so, but that's why he he did start, um, or he did he did get the fastest lap of qualifying, but started. That's why he got the fastest lap of qualifying, but then started eleventh. The other um, honorable mention that I wanted to say was uh, Schumacher. Getting into Q2, I think that was only the second time. And it's the highest start for Haas, Haas yeah. P14. Like, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, you got to like it. Too bad he got he got <laughs> punted on lap one <laughs> by by Johnny Alonzo, <laughs> um, who made a big stink about getting spun off himself and then goes on to do it a half a lap later. Yeah. But I did see on social media that after the race he gave him a big hug and said he's sorry. And yeah. But that is, I mean, that must be just devastating to 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 get that. Yeah, and particularly for a team that really needs some better luck. Well, and particularly for a rookie driver in a yeah. rookie season, that's yeah. a lot of missed experience because he was in the midst of, you know, because Sainz started in the back, Hamilton started yeah. in back there. Like, he was close, to, like he was running with some really, uh, Ricardo was back there. Mm-hmm. Because Ricardo missed getting into Q two, yeah, he did, which was crazy. Weird, um, but it, it was a opportunity of running with much, with quite a few senior drivers well, yeah. and a lot of experience. And I think you know, I know from my personal life that the best way of growing is being in and around people who are much better at something. Yeah, you know? and it's a shame that he got, but he did. Uh, it's a shame that he got punted off, but he did, I think, recover his drive pretty well and did end up finishing a front of um, Mazda Spin. Yes. Who I think I, I've noticed, and I, and I think we, we do some just does, but he's really come on in himself. He's he's not, he's proving that he's like kind of like Stroll. He's not just a billionaire's kid. But right. there is some skill there. At least he's, hopefully he's maturing. But I think that that relationship is toxic between the two of them. I don't know much about that, but I mean, it's the more experience you definitely see drivers come on. It's even if they're really poor, make really crummy decisions that affect other people, they they still grow. And that's what's the uh, another fun part about the sport is that um, as you gain an experience, because um, all these front runners, well, Hamilton, not necessarily, he came out firing on all cylinders, but, you know, they, they all grow and they mature and they they uh, take heed of what lost them a race or what lost them a position and they just go from it. And it's So it's always good to see um, 
we'll see what next year brings, what that means, but it was nice. And then, obviously, we yeah, I agree with you. Sorry. And then uh, the other uh, good standout was Ferrari at qualifying in pace overall on the weekend. I mean, mm. Leclerc coming in fourth, I think, out of nowhere. I don't think they understood how fast they were going to be at at the track. I don't think they were expecting to be that that fast. Especially, I don't think they were expecting to be that f- much faster than their their chief rivals this season, McLaren, who were just nowhere, I feel like. Yeah, that was... Norris in P8. Um, Sainz had a penalty too, right? That's why he was down in 15. Yeah, but don't ask me about the details. Uh, He started, yeah, P15 because of a penalty. I want to say it's power unit related as well. And I think we're coming to that season of when it's a matter of when people are going to take their their penalty, not if. Yeah. but now it's good to know that that's out of the way, at least for both Hamilton. They're, they, I guess they're not worried at all about either of the battery issues or else they would have just taken the full penalty. Yeah, They said it was just the engine that they were concerned about. Right. That was uh, all that was replayed. But I'm glad that um, – what I mean by that is I'm glad that with only six races left, we're not – it's not going to come down to something like that. Yeah. At least that we can see where – the championships decided by a penalty or a, uh, a power unit. Yeah. I want to see them fighting it out yeah. on track. Yeah, no doubt. And but it is a time of the season where the equipment starts to get tired, and you only have so many pieces that you can replace during that season. And then the only way you can get a competitive racing car is to uh, replace the unit under penalty. But uh, yeah. It's it's going to be it's going to be really exciting. It, it, this has been a really good year. You anticipate it to be a great year, and most often these things do come down to the last couple races. Um, uh, in years past, not so much recently, but they can. That's the cool thing. We always that's the eternal hope is that man. This could be a one point race in the last race. Yeah, I remember seeing a really cool graphic that I think um, the race put out on Instagram. If you're not following them, go follow them. But it was like a it was like a, a visual representation of the the title fight via a, a graph. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And it was just showing you know the 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 switching, and I think it it's been six or eight times yeah. that the title has changed hands. Right, and it um. Uh, Norris is still in contention for third place too. Yeah. Um, ho- ho- hopefully not if there's more Istanbul type tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I guess that was touching on that. I did hear something about why they were so off the pace. It is those longer turns, which Istanbul has like l- longer high speed turns. Uh, yeah. Um, the McLarens that, that, what they've talked about with Ricardo that they have this weird braking trend or, or tendency that they, they they turn in and break you have to do a different style of braking basically mm-hmm. that Ricardo is un- less familiar with and that's it and it's highlighted more in those turns those higher speed turns well yeah and don't you think that overall horsepower and when you're power comes on when your torque comes on 
becomes diminished when you're going through corners. It relates it. Um, you rely more on handling and yeah. and uh, mechanical grip, which I, I guess the the turning grip is what the Ferrari is excellent at. Mm-hmm. Um, and it boy did it show. I mean, Carlos was just untouchable. It seemed charging through the field and and then yeah, right. It was and the, and Leclerc drove excellent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it, okay, so. Just to quickly recap qualifying results, it was um, Hamilton had the fastest lap, but he he then gave that to Botas and bumped everybody else. So the top, the rest of the top ten was Botas, Verstappen, Leclerc, Gasly, Alonso, Perez, Norris, Stroll, Sonoda, and then uh, Vettel inherited the tenth place after Hamilton dropped down. So. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of go through interesting moments as they happened in the race. I was I was very nervous lining up for the grid because Botas t- typically struggles with starts. We can say even in the dry, he yeah. can be slow off the line. But had a really great reaction time, beat Max to the corner, and then just controlled it. Uh, every time, and I think Max knew that. I think he, he said <laughs> at the end of the race, he said um, – and he struggles, and he says, yeah, staying awake. Like, it it, it definitely reminded me of last year in 2019 where they everybody else just didn't have the pace to compete, but Max was still putting the car above everybody else, so he was somewhere in that no-man's land in, in third place just collecting podium after podium mm-hmm. where it was, yeah, he was, you know, the Mercs were 20 seconds ahead, and he was 15 seconds ahead of anybody else. Yeah. And so it was just kind of, yeah, Max being Max. And um, he, d- he did a great job, but I feel like every time he would try and put an attempt uh, to, to pick up the pace on, on Valtteri, Valtteri just responded by going a second faster. <laughs> like, yeah. I really think that there was uh, – it was in the bag. I mean, there was some of the question when after Pitt cycled through and Leclerc was out there and, I mean, this was kind of – we'll get on to it. Leclerc brought it up, but he said, can I just stay on the intermediates for the whole race? Do I have to change tires? And the answer to that was no, but that's where the strategy came in was – and, I mean, that's what happened last year is Lewis – they just ran their tires through basically with slicks. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was th- – um, the surface of the racetrack was very different than the surface of the previous racetrack. Mm-hmm. So they, last time we were here, it was a brand new racing surface. And so what happens when you lay down fresh asphalt is all the oils will eventually like seep out of the, like the asphalt. Well, it floats off the water and, it, and there's going to, there's those hydrochemicals are, present in, until they off gas yeah just you know like any a lot of stuff and so the last time we were there it was very slippery um and so they were but it had a whole year of weather and dust and stuff um collecting but then i learned this from the race podcast is that they pressure washed the circuit right before the formula one got there right before the race like a week before the race and so they and they didn't do a very good job um saying this 
during the race, but after I had come out, that the teams and the drivers were very aware of how much more grippy the surface was going to be because yeah. of that. Isn't it considered an aggressive racetrack, hard, um, aggressive in that it's, um, I guess it's just uh, rougher and it de degrades the tire? It, it's, uh, I, I think that it's it's not necessarily... What were they saying? Pirelli, because Pirelli was, they were optimistic that it was going to be better. They, they, they mm. it, I guess it was, it was pretty ideal conditions for the Pirelli tire, is mm. what Pirelli said. But they said it was that on the intermediate tire, in those conditions, it was like they had the similar or the same grip level as hard tires in the dry. That's how grippy the race surface yeah. was for yeah. this race. Um, so there was – that's why I think we saw so many great overtakes and battles and stuff was that the drivers had a significant amount of confidence in those tires yeah. on that surface. That's true. Which, without knowing that they knew that, when I was watching this, I was blown away. <laughs> it was another one of those moments where I had to, like, as a fan, I had to step back and, like, I got I – got back in my like new fan phase and like I was just in awe mm. but there was that turn eight mm. it's a four apex left-hander that they take flat out so they're going around a turn at 180 to 190 miles an hour depending on your arrow and suspension right flat out for I mean I just just imagine how fast that just like just stop for a second you know and be like okay, the fastest I usually drive, like I was driving down here on the interstate going 80, and it feels fast. <laughs> like it yeah. fe 80 feels fast. And the slowest turn at Istanbul is 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Then they were saying that that's like the crux turn. It's that second to last turn right before the start mm -hmm. finish straight. Right. And it's like, this is the slowest turn. And I look at the time. I look at the speedometer on the screen. I'm like, they're going 60 miles an hour. <laughs> it's like, and, and it's like, that's the slowest turn. No, I remember, I remember distinctly because it blew my mind that when they were showing the telemetry, I don't know wh which driver it was, but um, they were pulling 5.6 G's in that turn. On turn eight, on turn eight, that's just again the I think the most the most aggressive roller coaster in the United States is five G's at its main drop. Right when it comes straight down, yeah. And that so just think of that force of like pushing your head down, and then you're doing that to the to the side, yeah. And you're just trying to keep your head up, yeah. And then this was th to, to show the level of grip and commitment that they had that in the wet, on wet tires, on intermediate yeah. tires, they were taking that same turn eight at 160 to 170 in, miles an in hour. In the rain. In the wet. Yeah. With, with hardly visibility. Because it was, I, mean, th I mean, the spray wasn't that bad. No. But, um, and then how cool was it to see the aerodynamics in that? I remember during qualifying, where it wasn't raining, but it, they, they said the the uh, humidity was still at like eighty five, yeah. and the vortices were like they were like meters coming off the wings, yeah. like they were like two or three feet of just vortice vertices, yeah, like contrails, yeah, from the compression of the air of the air on the on the uh, aerodynamic yeah. control surfaces. 
It was so cool. It was like a visually. Yeah. I, I look up some pictures of that. Which or is go cooler? Back and watch it. Which is cooler? Watching the vortices or the night races where you see the brakes glow under braking? Yeah, man. That's. I mean, <laughs> both are cool. <laughs> I think the vortices because yeah. it, l- it looks like witchcraft. It, it looks magic. Like you're like, what? What is it? Oh yeah, they're airplanes, <laughs> just <laughs> upside upside down, down airplanes. <laughs> That's right. Um, but it does show that kind of like you can if you can see it compressing the air into water, basically. Yeah. Like condensing the air. Yeah. You're making a cloud. You can. S- it it helps you realize when they talk about that turbulent air behind mm-hmm. them. It it does. I you can see that. Which segues into. No, they didn't have. They didn't engage DRS because yeah. of the. It, they they have an option in the wet to race control can enable or disable via DRS. I mean, it's always disabled for the first two laps, and isn't it three? I think it's two. Two or three. It's two or three, uh, on the start, which I think that's just competitive because they're already so close together, right? Um. And then it's also after safety car restarts, mm-hmm. but they can do it based on conditions as well. Right, like FIA can disable it. It's a flick it. of a switch. Yeah, in control, race control. Yeah, uh, so we never saw DRS, which would have given a significant advantage because so many people were running such a heavy wing. I know specifically they they gave Lewis a huge wing. Yeah, they commented on that because he he was going to be in that turbulent air more that they needed to in and the wet they wanted to increase his l- mm-hmm. his level of grip, and man his tire I don't know if you saw the tires after they took him off, but they were ratted they were yeah, they were almost down to the yeah mile. that was the um, we'll probably get to it a little later where some strategy issues but it may have been proper strategy because if i'm remembering right when lewis came into pit reluctantly i think he was down to cords on that front right i think so and so um he was probably going to lose a tire and lose a r- and have any well i think that's what they were worried about but i think you saw let's wait i want to yeah. talk about i want to have our seemingly every episode or every issue the, our our penalty beratement, where we just criticize the FIA or the stewards on their penalty decisions, because to g- the ri- lap one incident where Alonso gets spun off, or lap one turn one, yeah, um, and it was Gasly who got the five second penalty, and I don't, I don't, I just, I, I can't fathom how they determined that he right. could have avoided that when he has Perez on his on his right on his left. And Alonzo on his right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was weird. They, I guess, from their perspective, th- th- what I heard is that if if they can, if they have, are perceived to have been able to avoid, and they don't, that's how they determine the penalty. But I just, it didn't seem like a penalty worthy thing to me, especially when you zoomed out and you saw that he was just sandwiched. Where is he going to go? I mean, and it's wet, and it's lap one. I mean, and most. Opening laps are wor- worse with, uh, you know, bumps and uh, spinoffs than this. It yeah. Really w- it seemed really well controlled. What I thought, that's where, the, and, but then later in the lap when Alonzo taps Schumacher, that did seem like a penalty because there was just two cars. Mm-hmm. And he did seem like he could have just easily backed off and avoided that whole thing. Yeah. But that's like... I don't see how those two things are equal in in the eyes of the stewards. 
Yeah. They got the same penalty, but there was so much more of a like so much more uncontrollable for for Gasly than there was for Alonso because he had Perez right on his side. Right. So I just wanted to bring that up again saying this penalty nature is just ruining the sport in somewhat because Gasly still I mean he qualified 5th and then he finished sixth with a five second penalty, right. and I think, I mean, we're depriving that. I really don't think Hamilton would have gotten past it, in the end, which is another point which separates, which decreases that gap mm-hmm. or increases that gap to Max. And it's just, I don't want those kind of things to be the thing that decide the world championship. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with Lewis making mistakes and, and Max making mistakes that cause them points. But when it's Stewart's taking away points from, from especially Gasly, who's having a year. Oh, yeah. He's coming on. He's so good. Yeah. He's been so consistent, and he deserves these top. He deserves a, a P5 finish. And to have that taken away by a penalty, I hate. I just hate it. Yeah, that was a nebulometer to begin with. You know. That was, yeah. It, I mean, a racing, it, it was a lap one, turn one, wet race. Cold tires. Cold tires, what do you expect? Like, I mean, it's those things are going to happen. And I think we brought this up the last time we were talking about this, that penalties should be reserved for dangerous slash reckless driving, not incidents. That's why we have a term for these, racing incidents. incidents. And there were several of them throughout the race where they're like, oh, no, that's fine. Oh, yeah. When uh, I guess it's just spinning. As long as someone doesn't go off the track or spins, they don't get a penalty. <laughs> right. Because was it when Leclerc overtook Vettel? Yeah. Well, you just go to let him drive right through. Right well, he lost traction. I mean, it's in the wet, and he was on the paint. And or what about that when was racing? What about when? Uh, Why comment on something like that? Or when uh, Hamilton pushes Perez clear off the track and into the pit lane, and he has to cross double whites. I was really expecting a penalty for that. Yeah, because that's I mean that's a no no. Because that, that has been issued. The last race that yeah. was issued, I can't remember who, but um, crossing the pit la- line lane, no pit lane line, twice. So is verboten. I guess since we've already talked about Botas and Max, let's just go down the finishing order in, uh, in in decreasing order. Since we well, we kind of did Gasly, so we'll just jump back up to the top because I really do think that this was a. a I heard this, and I'm going to echo it, um, that this was a, a number two seat race. That all of the mm-hmm. quote-unquote number two drivers really hi- shined. Um, that made that actually ended up making the points difference in the race. Because Botas was so excellent, and mm-hmm. Max was so excellent. They were up there at the front for the rest of their... But the, the, the really brilliant drives came from the number two drivers. Um, and I think Perez did... Excellent. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the first drives where he really well, – the only other one that really sits out is Azerbaijan. But he's had – and, I mean, he has the seat for next year. We know that. But if he drives if he drives like this, he's going to have that seat for a lot longer. No, oh, yeah, that was nice. Um, but you did see Perez being Perez. He was so much better on his tires than everybody else. 
and I think you knew that he um, he didn't burn them up in the beginning. So what we need to say is we we touched on this because this is going to start to we're going to start to get into the drama or the the strategy drama of this, which is the track was really grippy. And it was moist in the air. They said they said several times that it was sprinkling, but it was like you didn't really need a raincoat sprinkling. It was just like sprinkling, mm-hmm. but that the t- it because that was happening, the moisture was so high that usually Formula One cars move a ton of water off the surface, mm-hmm. but that it was just so wet and so humid that it wasn't that a dry line never developed, right? But that it wasn't wet. Like it wasn't right. standing water, but it was so it made the surface greasy mm-hmm. is a term that they use for slicks, but not wet enough for full wets and really not even wet enough for inters. You mm-hmm. saw that the toward especially toward the end and middle of the first stint, you saw drivers trying to get into wet lines to cool their tires down. Mm-hmm. So what can happen, what what I understand can happen with these intermediates is that the compound itself, like the actual where the tread is cut into the tires, is quite soft. It's it's in I guess it's somewhere in between a soft and a medium, like mm-hmm. the component of it. So that when it's not wet enough, they can overheat really quickly. Right. And you have to actually curb your pace or keep the tires cooler by either getting into moisture or not running them hard or else they overheat and then they become hard, which then they lose their grip. Like you can basically can cook the tire. Right. And that's what was happening. And so that's what what Perez didn't do is that he he took them and and managed that that pace when it was on that when they were in that yeah it was a real drive. tweener tweener tire choice because <laughs> I can't it was Vettel came in Vettel and yeah came in and got uh, slicks Me- medium but slicks. he got mediums too of all and I, I remember yeah, Button saying that. like if you're gonna go on to anything go on to softs yeah because um, it was more than half race distance yeah. And he said, this isn't working. <laughs> no, you, you think? You watch cars tra- pass him like he was standing still, and no, then yeah. he almost crashed going into pit lane, too, on oh, the he slicks. Was, he was he sliding was, all over, Oh, man. well, and then, you know, he couldn't even get on the gas. He was just... Well, it was because he... A, they never got temperature in them. Yeah. And there was Strange. no way of getting temperature into them because it was just wet. Yeah. It was too wet. And, yeah, buttons, like... I mean, they all were like someone had to try it. Oh yeah, and 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 because you know if it worked, boy. And and same with Ricardo, you know that Ricardo gave everybody that information that I was just that I just laid out was that they're gonna because I remember when Ricardo pitted for his first set of inters or his second set of inters that um, he started going slower at first because. There was a graining There's issue. There's a huge graining issue. So you could grain that off, but if you pushed it too hard, then you would harden it completely. You overcooked the tire. Right. And so if you could manage the graining. Or just get tolerate the grain, because this was it four or five laps, yeah. and then it 
tire smoothed out and made better contact. Or it kind of, or they wore them down to the point where it was semi-slicks is what I would call it, where you could see the camber of the tire yeah. where the inside was worn to have slick and then the outside still had some grooves. Yeah. Which seemed to be the fastest way was to have some, some sort of yeah it's like a hybrid tread. tire yeah <laughs> between a slick and a like inters were too much and slicks were too little yeah and so you needed those these worn inters basically like yeah that's where the probably needs to come up with a new tire <laughs> called the worn inter <laughs> or oh come on it's got to be more sophisticated than that yeah the um, wet dry hybrid Hybrid tire, and then you can make it. It'll be indicated by a green line, or no, no a pink, a pink line, pink. Gotta no, because pink. then La- Lawrence or the BTW would sue him. <laughs> that's oh, our that's racing right. pink. Yeah, can't that's we can't use our racing pink. But um, maybe magenta. So where were we going with that? Um, well, just that the that the tires came into themselves during the race, but you had to be conscious of it. Yeah. And and you had to you had to deal with the graining there. to where you could get all that like that clag. So graining, let's explain graining too. Is there's a point where the tires can feel like they're going off because the surface is rubbing uh, rubber off of the tire, but it's not leaving the tire. They they it's like a like think about when you erase a pencil, and you or you ru- you're erasing with a pencil and you get some of those marbles or the the Rubber. Suspended rubber, the, yeah. the, the rubber that's left the, the eraser. <laughs> the clag, as Hobbes would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, but it's still kind of attached but to the eraser, but you and can't it kind of makes it slippery. Right. Yeah, you can't get the meat of the eraser down to erase the pencil. Yeah. And that's graining. That's what graining, but but if you do that enough, it will heat up enough that it will rub that off, and then it becomes right. a good racing tire again. They, that's often the things that happens with some. There's of these th- and there's probably there's gradations of rubber compound. Probably, sure. who knows what all goes into that? Because what are they? Ten thousand dollars a tire? Are are they, I don't. We uh, should look that up. Yeah, it, they're incredibly expensive. I'm sure. I mean, just knowing that. But but I think also some of that has to be all the sensors and stuff that run them. I don't know. Because they can tell, you know, tire temp per tire. Because they'll be like, right rear is hot. You know? Yeah, so you gotta lift your left cheek the next time (laughs) you fart. (laughs) Because it's getting that tire. I don't know. Um... So that so that was that's what was happening, and Perez managed that the best, and and got his tires to come on at the end, and that's how he was able to just yeah, to, to to clean up Leclerc, yeah. and um, and Leclerc and Hamilton, because they're the next two in order anyway. So we'll just get right into it. Is Leclerc, I think, panicked and was and and never expected to be where he was. And so I think when he came out on his new injuries, he just was gung-ho. Like, when you go from leading the race for a little bit and then you have to come in and pit, you're like, well, I want to get back to leading the race. Yeah. I mean, a racing, there's a point where a racing driver is a racing driver, and they have to just – it's so hard to turn that off, you know? And I think that's, that's, the, that's what happened with Leclerc is that he overcooked his tires. He was just too gung-ho. And that's just experience. But what I think happened with Hamilton, and I think I think that um, they, they uh, 
Jensen Button brought this up, mm-hmm. is that at least if there was more communication, they didn't play it, they didn't broadcast it, but I don't think Bono and Hamilton communicated enough about the situation because there was the initial radio saying box, 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 and Hamilton goes, why? Why? <laughs> Uh, and and to be fair, that was a good question to ask. That, and we've talked we talked about this with uh, when we were talked about the uh, Russian Grand Prix in Norris. That the driver has information that the pit doesn't have, and the pit has information that the driver doesn't have. Hamilton barely. Sometimes these drivers barely know what position they're in. Because of, you know, of cycling and, and like, they're – because, like, again, we touched on, they're doing amazing things. <laughs> they're going so fast. Like, it takes their full attention to just keep the car on the road. Yeah, definitely. That they're not – they don't have the bandwidth to be looking at who keeping everybody's position in their head. And he said, why? And they're like, well, we think that inters are the way to go. And, and Lewis was like, I don't think that's the case. I, I, I mean – he said, I'm sliding around, but it's it's on pace, right? We're on pace. And they're like, yeah, pace is good. But I don't think he communicated that the pace was going to go down significantly. Well, and, yeah. and or the risk of blowing the tire and, and losing points yeah, when, entirely. When, when he did come into pit and we saw the condition, particularly of his right front, you're going, oh, he wasn't going to make it to the end of the race probably. On those tires. But then Ocon did. And I think that that's – Lewis was quoted as saying, if Ocon did it, I can do it. Yeah. But I think – but the thing is is that they needed – this is where I'm saying they needed to – there was not enough information because on the second and final radio, Bono said, Pit box, 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 or we're, we're, l- we're going to lose Lewis. our window to Gasly. Lewis goes, Okay. Like, but I don't think he said we're going to lose our window to Gasly. He thought Gasly was the car directly behind him when he, mm-hmm. based on his tone when he said that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he's like, "Oh, sure, oh, sure. I don't want to <laughs> lose position." Yeah. But he negated to say that. Well, Pierre, or we're going to lose the place to Gasly, but we're but we're already going to let Leclerc and Perez through by pitting. Yeah. Because he said, "Why did we give up that spot?" Why did we we should have just let it risk it, but uh, and that's why I'm saying I don't think they communicated well. And they're saying, yeah. "Hey, you're gonna get." When he, he did say that, Bono did say that. Uh, we're pretty sure we were gonna lose the spot anyways. Right, we would we would have lost it anyway. But then you also have the radio the the radio where where Hamilton's clearly struggling on that graining period, mm-hmm. and he says, "Massive graining, guys. Why did we do this? Why why didn't we?" But but that's where the communication because. It was lap 42 that um, he comes into pit or that they first say we should pit. Mm-hmm. So you have – well, that would have been 42 and it was 8. So 16 wasn't laps. Wasn't 48? No, it was 58. But wasn't – No, it was 42. It was 42. 42. So you would have had 16 laps. So you could have gotten through that graining period and then put on that charge because – the Mercedes was quick. It was passing cars. It was doing well. And I think he could have, if he would have listened, he may he would have at least been able to battle with Perez for the podium, I think. 
Mm. Yeah, the timing. But they, but they, but, but the timing of him staying on the tires and what they ended up doing, I guess, was almost identical. They still ended up right. ahead of Gasly, but behind Leclerc. Yeah. And because I think if he would have gotten the tires into operating temperature without the grainy, Leclerc lost it, so he would have passed Leclerc because he almost passed Leclerc anyways. Yeah, that's right. And then I think he could have. I think he could have put more of a challenge to Perez, but let's briefly talk on the battle that <laughs> that what was it five or six turns? Yeah, at least five. And it would kept going. It kept going. Oh, he's got it. No, he doesn't. Oh, he's got it. No, he does. But no, he doesn't. And it was so cool to see a Red Bull <laughs> and a Mercedes not crashing because you know if that was Max, there would have been a crash. I think that's safe to say. <laughs> we can blame it on the wet weather. Yeah. Let's also touch on the fact that there wasn't a safety car. There wasn't even a virtual safety car. No. In a wet race. So right. that does, I think that also shows how much grip that they had too. Yeah. Um, was, but boy, that wheel-to-wheel racing there for those turns. And whilst speaking of wheel-to-wheel racing with Hamilton, we have to mention how well Sonoda did earlier yeah. on in the race with, with a Seven-time world champion breathing down your neck. Yeah, yeah. You know, you always have a and you know it's a gut feeling <laughs> that this guy could really come on. I, I and I think I think he's doing well. I, I was listening to the race, and one of the guys on there was saying, "All in all, I think Sonoda he's had some struggles, but he's also a rookie, yeah. and that's to be expected with a rookie driver." That I think he's slowly getting back his pace confidence mm-hmm. that he lost by having so many crashes and spins yeah. and missteps that, that those things weigh on you, you know, that like, oh, I can't be doing this. Like, especially when your teammate is Gasly and he's putting that car in fourth, fifth, sixth, right. fourth, fifth, you know, like consistently. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you could know that you would be somewhere near that if you just kept the car on the road. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you yeah. should be at least. Yeah. I, we just got to have a Yuki in the it's Paddock, great. Man. And <laughs> and speaking of of again of Red Bull, that livery should be adopted as their full time oh livery. Oh man, because that looked so, so sweet. sweet. Oh. oh, just a white car looks yeah. awesome. Well, you both drive white. Cars. I know because because it's the best color. To that's be how white. we roll. Um. So yeah. Uh. And I think so. I think it all in all, it comes down to a lack of communication when it at least when it comes to Hamilton. Uh, and yeah. that is that I that think if he strange. would have known, if they would have said, hey, enters, we we have Botas's data, the new enters are the way to go. You're not, even if you think, I, yes, you're going to be able to make it on this one set, but the pace advantage, the pace disadvantage is yeah. going to be well, significant. And that's if the hot, if the tire hangs in there yeah. too. Because man, those cords hanging out on the end. On the inner aspect of that right front, I mean, did you see that? Yeah, it was like yarn hanging off it. You see, you should, and Ocon's was like literally down to it, like they were. They, it was like that as well. Yeah, like a worn out shoe sole. And it, and the and the pace. I mean, I, I guess it's hard because in that moment, the pace was similar to it was con- it was similar, but I also think they were they were looking at Leclerc, and. Max's pace and not so much as at Perez's pace coming through because he was he was putting five tenths six tenths a lap 
on them. And he passed Leclerc like it was nothing. Well, yeah. But do you agree or disagree what? that wet track, rain conditions are the greatest equalizer in Formula One? Typically, yes. I think we've seen that. But again, I think that because of this surface, there was a li- that was lessened. And I don't think that I think that's why it ended up being not as exciting. But when they say that it's on those inter tires, it was it had the same grip level as a, a hard. Yeah. I mean, it's only as it's only as equalizing as running the same tire. That yeah. those those inherent pa- because you saw that eventually, like with Hamilton trying to pass Sonoda, that he did take it more cautious. But I think that's also because he knows he needs the points. Mm-hmm. But also, you saw the pace advantage, like that pace advantage was still there. So it wasn't as equalizing as I want to say, like the qualifying in Spa or mm-hmm. the qualifying in Russia in the wet, like where you see George and you see. But it did help. Um, it did help other cars i think but yeah i don't think it i think that's why it was it was such an interesting race is that it yes it was wet and that made for some dramatic shots and stuff but i, I think the grip was still there yeah but then you look at botas first win in over a year you but know. do you think do you think that that had the wet, that would the wet had anything to do with that or do you think that botas is is he's cementing his legacy man well would right you now? rather have would you rather bet on Verstappen or Botas in the wet? Well, I, I think I think Verstappen yeah. would be my bet because yeah. of his track record so and Botas's wet tendencies aren't as good. Right. So um, you know, what are you getting at? Well, I'm getting at um, how much Yeah, this is a uniquely grippy track. It tends to yield high degradation to tires. But I think if it was totally wet, I think Max would have won. I don't know. I think Because that guy, I, I don't I know how he does it. Well, he tells you how he does but it. But I think this late in the season, you're going to see reserved drives from both Hamilton and Max. Max, I mean, he's... He's eight points up in the championship now, and all he needed to do was stay where he was. And I think he knew that. That it's not worth – I think that the Dean is really trying – because we touched on this at at Imola when we, when the, or at Monza when they crashed, is that if you're going to crash, you better crash it with each other so you both don't get points. Right. But because points are better than no points. Agreed. And I mean, Hamilton would be winning if he wouldn't have blown, some, made some of these errors. A lot of the the big losses to Max's points have been things he can't control, but the losses to Hamilton, I th- I'm especially thinking of Azerbaijan when he blows turn one on the restart because he doesn't turn the brake magic off. Mm-hmm. He should be far ahead. Well, I think my point is is that two years ago. Verstappen probably would have crashed out because th- I'm speaking to the maturity of the drivers yeah, coming up. I think he is, yeah. but I think that there's some reserve. Like he just was right. like he sees the bigger picture. He needs to. He's at a bigger picture window now than he was just even a couple of years ago. So just a point of discussion. 
Um, so next on their list, since we talked about Gasly, Gasly was solid all the way through. Mm. Should have gotten the fifth. Shouldn't have gotten that penalty. Yeah. Should have been a bigger deficit in the points because of that. But that's neither here nor there. Um, just I don't have anything better to say. I'm Gasly is quickly becoming one of my favorites. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's just, it's, again, it's the new blood coming up. The old guard's starting to show signs of, uh, you know, their age. It's uh, it's kind of like sheetrock or masonry or dry, uh, concrete work. It's a young man's job. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, eventually you just get to the point where you can't keep up for whatever reason. Yeah. Okay, so then next is Norris, who... I think they had, well, we touched on this briefly before, had a, they knew they were going to have a difficult time here, mm-hmm. and then and nothing was helping that. But still a, a solid points finish for Norris up in seventh. He still is hanging on. Uh, uh, he's Well, he's, he's behind Botas pretty significantly now, but he's still up there. He's still ahead of Perez. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a win in, in my book. And they're... they're um, but then it brings us on to Science, who I think, I mean, he did win Driver of the Day, mm-hmm. and boy, did he deserve it. No doubt. How that I, was a beaut. I, but then that, what, what, what's with these these gnarly pit stops? Because he had an eight-second pit stop that just destroyed all of that hard work. I want to know where he could have been. I think he would have been up near Gasly as well. Yeah, I, I try to understand these air guns and the wheel nuts wheel nut per wheel how how it can i guess it's a button that they have to push when they're done it used to the guns used to send an automatic signal when they were when they stopped yeah and now like there's there's a a series of of human like the 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 mechanics themselves have to signal and this is we might want to add that this is a i guess a safety rule that's been added to sort of no 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 it's it's intentionally to slow down pit slow stops. down pit stops but i'm the the safety aspect is that there's a, a a system that lets the driver go that hey release the driver because they have that for if there's a car coming down the pit lane for other reasons that w- one wheel isn't on all the way like they yeah. have to know that it's safe to go but you're sitting there watching these guys be done with the car like they're not struggling and yet they're not the car's not been released it's because I think they have they, the the way I understand it is that the, the yeah. wheel jack guy has to hit a button, and that. I it, thought but it's it was a, on the gun. It is the pneumatic gun. It is, but I'm saying it's it's a. But it's not just that they have to hit a button. It's in an order, like they have to hit it when they start, do the wheel, hit it when they're done, or something yeah. like that. And that, like, if they don't hit it just right or at the right time, it doesn't release the driver. Yeah. So. I don't understand. Seems but like it, it, I mean, it, I, I like it. I think it, I think it's fine. It just sucks for that driver <laughs> who's doing so good. Um, I think uh, other mentions are, are are Stroll. Stroll had a really solid race. Yeah. Uh, held it in there, um, finishing uh, P nine, and then Ocon one t- one set of tires for the whole race, made it work, uh, and got the points. Yeah. Um, Really great to say, but that that is that isn't just all handling. That's not all chassis. That's a driver who knows how to manage his stuff and be brave. 
<laughs> I mean, I also think that when you're sitting there, you kind of have to go for it at a certain point. You know you're pitting is no points for sure, and staying out is points maybe. If I don't. Like it's 10th. It's not like I mean Hamilton who's fourth, fifth. Like I think they did need to end up bringing him in. I just think that they should have listened to him. He should have listened at the very beginning because he always does this. He always thinks he knows better than the, the pit wall. The pit wall definitely has more information than him, and he should just listen. Yeah, I think, yeah. But, I mean, that's part of what makes him so great. So, um, but, and I think, I, I mean, that and that rounded out the top ten. So the only thing, we looking forward, we're, we're going to uh, CODA, Circuit of the Americas, mm -hmm. which is the last person to win CODA was – Mr. Valtteri Botas. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, coming off of uh, of a win at 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 a Turkey, going to track he does well at and likes. Um, and I I think, he, I mean, you s I saw a different set of reactions at the end on the podium for Botas than I have ever seen in race wins before. He seemed to really be drinking and enjoying that champagne. <laughs> I think he, you know, it's it's like. Let's add a couple numbers yeah. to that race wins, which 10 is a lot of race wins. I mean, it, it's not a lot when you compare it to his teammate, who's at 100, mm -hmm. but that's not normal. Well, and Brundle? Brundle, I don't think it, I, I don't think Brundle ever won a race. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Jensen Button has nine race wins, and he's a world champion. Yeah. So let's, I mean, like, Botas is one, uh, he's a great, great driver. Oh, no. Like, like, he gets a lot of shit, but he's a great driver. He will be he, he ten race wins, uh, and there's still six races left to go. Yeah, he could get a. I hope he gets a couple more. Yeah. Um. But then the other interesting news is he is going to to Alfatari, Salva Alfatari, and Andretti is yeah trying to buy that. We've got that'll be probably a topic for next race of where that plays out. Well, let's yeah, let's see Andretti where that goes. Racing, uh, getting back into Formula One, and that that has uh, you know a lot of there's still a lot of um, questions about who's going to be Botas's teammate as well. And yeah. there's some big China money talking there. There's some yeah, and there's uh, there's a guy in that on the Andretti Racing in Indy that might be. There's a there's some question marks there. There's some interesting well stuff. It could there. be become a super silly season toward the end of the season. We'll see. Well, that'd be great. So um, you gotta love Martin. I guess mm -hmm. I guess we should end how we usually end with some um, recaps of recaps of the our current standings. And of course, I'm not prepared for it. But all right. Top 10. We have Max Verstappen sitting at 262.5. Lewis Hamilton, 256.5. Valtteri Botas, 177. Lando Norris, 145. Perez, 135. Sainz, 116.5. Leclerc, 116. That's something I want to talk about, too, is, is when is... Science gonna take this golden boy status off of of Leclerc. We might. How how can you how, how if if 
Sainz finishes this season ahead of Leclerc. That's got that's got to raise some eyebrows. That's got to. I mean, how? I mean, I know Leclerc has the multi-year deal, but who's as the number one? As the number one, but who's performing? Numero dos. So hard yeah. to keep being called number two when you're ahead in the points. That's all I'm going to be saying. And then and then throw in the into the mix, the legend and the mystique of Ferrari. Ferrari. Number eight is Danny Rick. 95 points, number nine, Gasly, 74 points, and then the top 10, Johnny Fernando Alonso, <laughs> 58 points. <laughs> um, and Where's then the Johnny thing coming from? I don't know. Is that like? I think I think Sam on the Scene Through Glass guys call him Johnny Alonso or something <laughs> like that, and I just think it's hilarious. It so. is. Um, the constructors, thanks to Botas being quite a bit more consistent than Perez this season, is got a s- s- fairly significant lead still in the constructors. Mercedes is sitting at four hundred and thirty-three point five points, and Red Bull is at three ninety-seven. So that would be a very interesting, and it could happen where I haven't we haven't seen it in a really long time, but. There are there have been seasons in the past where the constructor champion is different than the drivers champion, yeah. and we could be on to seeing that this year. Yeah, and then you know the the old David Hobbs, he went blamo factor. Yeah, you know of, of this equipment that's getting toward the end of its serviceable life, that whether it gives up the ghost and. Uh, Oh, stay tuned, folks. And then, uh, and then the battle for uh, third in the constructors is really tight yeah. between McLaren and Ferrari, which is awesome, awesome. to see. Two hundred and forty points for McLaren and two hundred and thirty-two point five. So eight points separating that—that's th- really cool to see. And then uh, Alpine at one hundred four. Um. And yeah. That that's the top five. I mean, AlphaTauri's really close to Alpine too, ninety two. So that's there's some really that midfield is is really tight. That's now. where the fun is right now. And I and I hope with these regulations that that's going to bring it even closer. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna put the Ferrari and the McLaren in race wins more often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't finished it yet, but I know the F one podcast Beyond the Grid. Lance Stroll, or Lawrence Stroll is the guest on oh, the most recent episode. And I started right. listening to it. I wanted to have more for you guys from that, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll finish listening to it. But they, he is, the amount of money and resources that he's investing into that Aston Martin team, he says within four years they'll be winning races. Mm. And people are saying that Lawrence is not somebody you bet against. Yeah. Um, so... Seems that way, but I don't know if Vettel will. I, there, Vettel was raised. Do you think you'll be racing in Formula One in five years? And he was very quick to answer with a no. So, well, that may, yeah, I think that would be. That's a pretty true statement. I think. I, I think his ambitions lie elsewhere now. I yeah, think. which is, I mean, he's he's been there, he's done that. He does have four world championships right. in his belt. Like, I he's one he of the best greatest legendary drivers. He doesn't have a lot to prove it anymore. No. And, uh, and I don't really see him going to Indy or something. I think, I mean, I think he can stay in Formula One as long as he wants. Mm-hmm. I think he'll have a driving race 
things get he gets really uncompetitive and he start keeps putting medium mm-hmm. tires on when they're wet. But <laughs> well, I don't know. I think that was a change. No, that was him. That was uh, whatever. He wanted to um, it. But then the other thing I wanted to touch on is that th- with the r- we have six races left, three of which we don't have any ex- – the, the teams have no expectations for because we've never been to Qatar. We've never been to Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. and we haven't what, – what, what was the – what's the third one? Mexico? No. There's something else that I was – Oh, in the Middle East? Maybe it's just two – oh, well, well, I guess it's – we. oh, well – we don't have the data um, right. because we didn't race at Circuit of the Americas last year. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, I meant, I guess. So we don't have – with current <laughs> these current cars, we don't know how they're going to behave on the on those three circuits. So we have a lot to look forward to is basically what I'm saying. Yep. So on that note well, – uh, On that note, do you think that the – the moniker that the Johnny Fernando Alonso is when he releases Johnny Fernando, Johnny Alonso, action figure, helmet and racing boots not included, <laughs> sold separately. I'm sure it is. <laughs> it's another <laughs> angle. It's just a thought. Just a thought. Uh, who you think? What do you think's gonna? What do you think's gonna happen in Coda? Got posi- Who do you think's gonna be on pole? I think. Who do I want on pole? Who do you who do you <laughs> want? Who do you think is going to be? Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, probably Valtteri. I'm going to go Norris. I'm just going to throw it out. I'm going to put it out. Spicy. Put it on the board. What's that? What's that show? <laughs> Get in there. Get in there. Um, I would love to see it. I I want to see him get a win this season. He deserves it so much. So that's yeah. my. I'm putting my hopes, but. Yeah. Uh it's gonna be it's gonna be somebody followed by Hamilton and Max. <laughs> so I mean, or they're gonna be there. Yeah. It's gonna be good. I'm excited. Um and we look forward to recapping it and sharing that experience with all of you guys. So right thanks again for listening and thanks to you, Dad, for your time. I had a blast. As Wahoo, always. As always. All right, guys. Later. Later. <laughs>